Welcome to Faith Through the Fire with your host Tracy Waldridge, Lauren Seely, and Stephen Drawball. Just want to give everybody a big thank you for all the support that we've gotten over these this last month. We are nearing a 300 mark on episodes played, and we just appreciate the encouragement. We've got a lot of good feedback. We just want to thank those folks who we've already interviewed. Just just appreciate you. It really means a lot. On today's episode, we have David Richardson. David is one of our members at North Point. It's great to have you on with us today. Talk a little bit about spiritual maintenance is what we're going to be talking about. But um, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to introduce yourself uh, and talk a little bit about you. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. In a former life, I was an HVAC contractor, and that's that's actually, Stephen, how, how we met yep. through your yep. parents. We actually did a furnace replacement for you. It seems like this is scary, but it seems like 15 years yeah, ago it almost. It has been. It's been about 15 years. It, it has been a while. So, of course, we we hooked up with you through your, your parents. We originally did the, the design and the install and the commissioning on their heating and cooling system when they did a brand new house. And mm-hmm. I think we were referred to like the utility company because they've got a really special style house. It's like super insulated and tight. And they referred us as you know, guys that knew how to t- take care of that. So we're grateful your parents referred us to you. And of course, yeah. we were pleased when we started coming to Taylorsville, now North Point a year ago, yeah. and saw you there. So it was just kind of like requen- rekindling old, yeah. you know, old relationships. But we're talking about spiritual maintenance. There's actually a time with what I used to do with HVAC, which HVAC is a short for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And everybody hopefully listening to this has some form of heating or cooling in your home. If you don't, it's awful uncomfortable. Uh, if you do, I know people that can fix that, by the way. But with HVAC, to keep it running optimally, it has to have maintenance. And so there's a, a strong parallel between heating and air conditioning maintenance and also the maintenance that we do in our spiritual lives. So some HVAC systems need maintenance on a yearly basis. Others are seasonally, so it would be twice a year. But they do that to keep the systems running at their peak performance. But there are issues that do creep into heat, any heating and cooling system that cause it to degrade over a period of time. And if you've ever been without heating or air conditioning, you've probably been the victim of one of these. It doesn't happen all at once. It just is something that slowly happens over time, but then the consequences appear all at once. So there are issues that happen that cause those breakdowns that they typically repeat. So if you're diligent, you can make sure that these things don't happen. Neglecting a heating and cooling system is something that happens all the time. It's not intentional. It just, it happens slowly. We get wrapped up in day-to-day affairs and we just, we forget. And unfortunately, our spiritual, our spiritual lives are like that also. We get wrapped up and we just, we forget. And it's interesting, you know, to go through some of these issues that that a heating and air conditioning system could have, we're going to find that there's a lot of parallels between our own spiritual lives. You know, like one of the number one issues for a heating and cooling system going down is dirt. You've got just nasty stuff that accumulates over time that needs to be cleaned out. It just it accumulates. You've also got any air conditioner removes condensate. So it's very common for one of those drains to get backed up. And when it backs up, that condensate overflows, and it can oftentimes do a whole lot of damage. So, you know, think about things in our lives that, that back up. Uh, another thing is friction. You've got parts that have to work together, mechanical parts. And friction is one of the number one issues that causes things to go bad. So eventually, the components over a period of time, they just start to grind. And eventually, they stop and they fail. Other things we get into are like electrical shorts. If you ever had a breaker trip on your air conditioning system, what you've been the victim of is like two wires rubbing together. So there's another sign of friction. But it doesn't happen all at once. But eventually, the two copper wires inside, 
they come into contact and they short. There's usually a huge explosion when it happens. Uh, in worst case scenarios, you may end up having a fire. So we run into these situations as well. And then in the, the last one that's really common, you've probably heard of freon leaks. There's something, a substance called refrigerant that actually transfers the heat from inside of a house to outdoors. Well, that oftentimes can leak as well. So these are all things that in order to maintain the performance, you have to keep running at peak, peak levels. But if they're neglected, this is where things start to go downhill. And that's where I think we tie in with the spiritual side, because oftentimes the issues that come into our lives, they don't happen all at once. It's a slow compounding effect that happens over a period of time. So the maintenance and upkeep is sometimes difficult, especially spiritually speaking. So what does it look like in our daily lives and what can we do to keep the maintenance up spiritually? And what obstacles might we face that would be challenging for that? That's a really good question because, you know, when it comes to how we do it, I think number one is being aware of it. A lot of these things we just, we forget about. And when it looks, we come to spiritual maintenance, I think number one is going to be awareness, being aware. We all know that Jesus is the great physician. And in order for him to work the way that he needs to, he's the one with the maintenance plan basically for our lives and for our spiritual well-being. And, of course, we have to read the Bible, which is his word, to access that plan. So as we look at that, I think number one is being aware of the condition that, that we're always in. Um, the other is we have to actually read the word. We have to know what the maintenance plan is. Any heating and cooling system has a maintenance plan or a checklist that is constantly gone through. And we find those for ourselves in the Bible. I know there's some verses we can look at later that have that. But we have to let his plan, you know, work through. If we think we can do everything by ourselves, we've, we've got problems. And Amen. a lot of times we hear about homeowners doing do-it-yourself HVAC stuff, <laughs> and it usually ends really bad. They need a professional. That's Jesus, the he had to come out to our house. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is a professional. My wife cringes at the word do-it-yourself. No, 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 don't do that. I appreciate what you said about being aware, and I think one of the things, too, kind of add to that, you know, and you mentioned God's Word. There's another reason we have brothers and sisters in Christ is to help each other be aware. I may not be aware of something that I'm doing that this sin is creeping in, and David may come to me and say, hey, man, I've noticed this is going on. I need to be able to have a soft enough heart and not get defensive and know that David cares for me. He, he wants me to maintain this and, and stay on the right track and look at it. You know, I think that's a... Uh, you know, David is a is a prime example. Um, you, you know, Nathan tells him the story of, of this awful person, and David says, "Who is this guy? Let me, you know, we need to kill him." Well, it's you, David. You know, yeah. So it's really critical for for our awareness. So appreciate that point. You know, well, having the right heart too. I mean, that that's the other side of it. Is you know, with any type of maintenance that we do, if our attitude is is not where it needs to be, then essentially any type of help that anyone tries to offer us, whether it be you know one-on-one, -on -one, such as you were talking about, or even looking at the Bible, our hearts are going to be hard. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, of course, the example of Moses and Pharaoh. And Moses keeps saying, you need to do this, you need to do this. And it took him finally 10 times of some really hard lessons before he says, okay, all right, they can go. <laughs> yeah. So, And sometimes it's that way with us. And this is where maintenance is so critical yeah. because if we get that far gone, we have to turn around and come back. And the farther away we go, we can always come back, 
but sometimes the road back is is a lot harder than it it should be or needs to be where if we're in maintenance mode then we just may drift a little bit it's kind of like when you you take off on an airline flight the flight is never a straight path there's always small adjustments that take place along the way and that pilot is maintaining the course so you know, our lives kind of go back to that we have to yeah. always make small and slight adjustments no one has it figured out so the more that we get a little bit too confident or cocky in ourselves farther away we can drift before we recognize that Amen. we need help so i guess you know the second thing too in addition to awareness is being intentional we, we really have to take ownerships of ourselves and how we live our lives we can't just drift because if we drift it's like a boat out in the ocean it's going to end up wherever it is and if we're not intentional about how we're living we don't have our, our purpose and we're not focused on heaven as being our prize we're going to end up wherever life's currents take us to yeah. so we've got to be intentional about how we live you know and so it takes structure not chaos we're granted we live in chaos that's that's what we do every day you know lauren you've got a young one so you know you know chaos <laughs> yeah. all too chaos. well and you know there's things that we have to use though as boundaries that kind of keep us from swaying back and forth too far so you, you've probably you know all of us know people it's like man they've really got their life figured out and that doesn't happen by chance that that's that's planned you know, they, there's people is, that have got their priorities straight. Is there yeah. a time in your life where you feel like you have drifted from maintenance? And could you tell us maybe how you kind of got back on track? Oh, or? all the time. <laughs> it's uh, actually when we ended up here at, at North Point. I was, I had a really negative attitude. I, I was just, it was such an oppressive atmosphere that, you know, you walk, you feel like you're walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. And instead of working to use your skills to serve God, you're just like you're working to make sure that somebody doesn't say something to you. Mm-hmm. And instead of working out of confidence right. in the Lord, you're working out of fear of somebody saying something. Mm-hmm. And it took that re- that knowledge, thank goodness for our son Brad, who was like, you know, they, you need to come check out North Point. Of course, it was Taylorsville at the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a course correction for us because I had let my attitude, thought I was doing what was right, mm-hmm. but then I learned that there was, was a better way. And you, and just like we were talking about a little bit ago, you at some point probably need someone to look you square in the eyes and say, "Here's the change that needs to happen." You know? Yeah. And and just like that, I mean, I was I was pretty similar in the the sense that, you know, you just get stuck in this. You show up on Wednesday, you show up on Sunday, and you do what you're doing, but in reality, you're not growing and you're really not maintaining. Yeah. Um, you're kind of backsliding. If, if you're not careful, you'll get into such a backslide that it's just, I'm, I'm literally just physically showing up, and that's all that's happening, yeah. which can be you know, pretty scary. Yeah. Pretty scary for that's, us. For me, uh, when I was younger, you know, as a, as a teenager, that's exactly what happened. But it became for me just a, a duty, and I, my heart wasn't in it. And so over time, you don't realize, you know, when you're veering off, you look up one day and you're doing things that you never thought you would have done at this point in your life, right? And so you're like, where am I at right now? Thankfully, uh, when this one came along, I, I wised up, you know, and thought it's it's time to correct the ship, <laughs> pull it back in. But So I that's why I, I appreciate this lesson very much. And I think our young folks, this is something good for them to really pay attention to that that spiritual maintenance. And I like Um, how he said attitude, because even at North Point, everybody's attitude always seems so happy to be here. And that makes your attitude happy. And I think if your attitude's right, that makes a really big difference. Yeah. 
for yeah. your maintenance and wanting to be here. So yeah, we feed off each other. That's right. And that can go either a good way or a bad way. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's one of the things you get into is that, unfortunately, some churches, they try so hard to do what's right, they end up doing what's wrong. That's right. They they forget that there is a soul behind every single person, and they're so focused on doing the checklist, like a maintenance that you would, they forget the soul that's behind it. There you go. And that's something I think we have to be very careful of with any type of maintenance is not making it rote and just redundant, yeah. but that we remember that there is a real reason why we're doing it. And not to, not to say that we need to maintain, because there's a danger in that, because if you're just maintaining, you're not growing. Yep. And that's where you actually have to you know look at how to move forward as a Christian. Yeah, and I mean, we've kind of hit on a little bit of this with with obstacles that we're facing along the way, just like what you were talking about just now. Um, But, you know, sometimes we can set certain goals for ourselves, and it could be, you know, spiritual goals. I'm going to do these certain things or whatever. Or if we're talking about physical, we could talk about I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to hit, you know, I'm going to start exercising more, I'm going to read more, whatever that might be. And then that becomes what we consider our new normal. But then, (laughs) then daily life hits and we start backsliding. And the same thing in spiritual. We can say, you know, we, for the teenage class, we decided, let's read through the New Testament for, uh, for, for this year. Um, and, we, and, you know, what does it take to read the New Testament? Five minutes a day. It, it doesn't take long for us to do that. But then after you start going for a little while and you try to adjust to this new normal, all of a sudden it becomes where you uh, kind of start maybe forgetting or s- stop maintaining what you should. And now all of a sudden a week has went by and I haven't read a scripture at all, <laughs> you know. Uh, but what are some of the uh, obstacles that you see that we could possibly encounter in our spiritual life? You actually just mentioned, I think, one of the number ones, which is Satan's greatest tool against us, and that is complacency. Mm-hmm. We get comfortable. Oddly enough, we're parallel to heating and cooling. But, yeah. you, know, you get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes to move forward, you have to be uncomfortable. I know in, in Acts, Jesus asks, asks Paul about kicking against the goads. That is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've never kicked against goads, but, you know, <laughs> from, from an oxen standpoint, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the whole purpose is, is to create discomfort so that you stop doing the, something that you shouldn't. And I think complacency is, is one of those. We get too comfortable where we're at, and then we just, once again, we start to drift. Uh, some of the other things, Lauren, you would mentioned bad attitude. I mean, that's, that's another thing that we have to be very aware of is we – drift in and out of days because we have to in our lives we interact with the world whether it be you know on a personal level whether it be professional we have to deal with with people in the world and if we you know our minds are kind of like gates if we open them wide open and let that stuff in Mm -hmm. it's going to affect us and i think that's where the dirt starts to accumulate is we let the outside world in and you know with young people you mentioned tracy listening to this maybe Social media is one of the things that they can use to let great tool, but you have to be careful about what you let into your head from that. Oh, because once you see something or you hear something, you, you, know, you can't unsee it or unhear it. That's right. So you have to be very careful. There has to be mm-hmm. a very strong filter for what you let into your mind. Yeah. And so I think if we get complacent, we get complacent about what we let in. And so bad attitudes, of course, is one of those things, uh, just negative thinking. You know, you get, we get reactionary so many times instead of being proactive in, in what we do. You know, think about, you know, we all went to lunch. Somebody somewhere got cut off. Not, not saying it's us, but how do we react? 
And so we, we have a choice to make. You know, sometimes you know, my kids used to say, well, like, you know, my kids, Brad and Joe, one of them would blame the other one for making them mad. And we're like, no, 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 no. They, they didn't make you mad. You made the choice to be mad. Nobody can force you to be mad. And so many times we give over control of our thoughts and our emotions to so many people that, you know, it's not even funny. And we do that because we, we just get lazy about stuff. And then on the flip side of that, we start to overthink things. We start to overanalyze all these things. And we actually create problems that don't even exist. I mean, little kids have imaginary friends. As we get to become adults, we have imaginary enemies. We make up all these situations and things that don't even exist. We start to create these stories in our heads. We're either a victim, you know, or we're either a hero or there's something else at play. But, you know, we we have to rationalize things. This is one of the reasons I'm such a fan if we've got a problem of writing it down in black and white. Mm -hmm. Because when we do that, we filter out all the emotions. It's just out there. Yeah. And when you look at the problem or the situation in black and white, you take you remove all the emotion from it. So that's, I think, another, another way to maintain. So how would you say we can overcome these obstacles? Or is there any scripture that you find helpful to help us overcome these things? We mentioned intention earlier. And I think that's one of the things we have to be intentional. We have to set about every day to control how we're going to think and how we're going to live. We have to make that decision. We have to decide, and then we have to commit. That's what Christ calls us to do. When he made the Great Commission, I mean, he was, that was a call to action, and that's what we have to do, I believe, to examine our lives, be honest with ourselves. Lauren, you mentioned Scripture. I think Galatians 6, 1 through 4 is a great example of us being honest with ourselves and taking ownership of where we're at. So many times we want to get a victim mentality and blame everyone for where we're at instead of saying, you know, I'm in this mess. And now I've got to rely on God and I got to start studying the scripture to pull me out of this. And that's where I think instead of being a victim, we start to do what Jesus wanted us to do, which is to become a victor and start moving forward and start doing what we need to be. There's so many tools that Satan uses against us. And you mentioned, of course, we talked about complacency and those sorts of things. Procrastination is another one that tends to creep in when it comes to these obstacles that are put in front of us. And we've got a decision to make. You know, are we going to move in front of it or not? If there's something that's in the way that it's contrary to God's plan, you know, either we have to repent and change if we've already been baptized and we're Christians, or then we need to follow the, the letter in the Word and, you know, confess that name when we just had a baptism out of me. How cool is that? That's awesome. You know, there's a young man who who followed that plan, and now he's been baptized. He Amen. starts fresh. Amen. So, I mean, we, we have that. So, you know, we got to define what's important to us. And if the easiest way to do that is to find out where we spend our time and where we spend our money. Mm-hmm. You find out real quick what's important to you if, if you look yeah. at that as, as a filter. Uh, easiest way is keep a log. Keep a log of what you do every every day and see where you're you're spending your time. You're either spending it or you're investing it. That's a great so point. That's, you know, we have to take control of what we're doing, and, and that's on us. There could be a 1,000 steps between us and Jesus, and he'll take 999 of them. We have to take that one. So we, we do have to take that, that first step. Um, another scripture that I think is really a guidebook. This, in my opinion, this is the maintenance plan for what we're talking about, and that's uh, James, the book of James. I think that is a fantastic. If you go through there and you look at the lessons that James has in, in all those books and you apply them to yourself, there, there is your maintenance plan. It, it's one of my favorite books in the Bible. Uh, another one to take a look at is Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. I think Aaron actually had one of the verses in his lesson this morning mm-hmm. on baptism. Yeah. So when we look at grace, it makes us thankful for you know, where we're at 
Oh, and because we then we start to realize the condition that we are and how far we have to go. But it's a battle. We have to every day battle to take one step forward instead of taking two steps backwards. The other one, one thing that just kind of listening to you talk and reflecting a little bit on it and even reflecting on past episodes is we've got to come to the realization that we control all of these things that we're doing. So the obstacles that we're facing aren't necessarily external. <laughs> a, lot yeah. of the, a lot of the things that we're facing are internal things that we're having to deal with, just like you were talking about. We might have someone cut us off. Well, at the end of the day, who's the one responding to it? <laughs> and that person might not even have a clue that they did something negative to you, but you're the person that's responding to it or the obstacle of complacency. It's like, well, whose fault is that in reality? Yeah. In reality, it's our, you know, it's our fault that we are getting into that point. But as we've said, we might have to have someone look us in the face and say, hey, did you realize <laughs> that this is going on, that you're being super negative with everything that's happening and stuff? But, you know, going back to past episodes, we talked about, you know, with addiction and, and suicide and uh, all the negative thoughts and stuff most of the most of those things are kind of self-imposed on what we do we've got to seek out the help we've got to seek right. out and 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 maybe even have someone help along the way of mm. of doing that but just reflecting upon what you were talking about it, it makes me think like you know we really have got to take daily uh kind of an inventory of who we are That's yeah. a great point. and and reflect upon that so that we can grow and, and get better at it one point that you brought up that um i've heard it a few different times and i can't remember like exactly who i initially heard it from but you know it's this whole idea of control you know if we are constantly worried about the things that we can't control <laughs> We're going to have issues because that's probably 99% of our life that we cannot control. But that 1% that we can control does have a huge impact on us. And that 1% part of it is someone pulls out in front of us. We control how we react to that person. Not that they did something bad to us. Yeah. That is life, right? I'm walking down the street and someone punches me in the face. How do I react to that? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's a different thing. It, I can't help that they did that to me, but I can, based off of if I'm a Christian, how do I respond? Right. You know, I think this yeah. is where prayer is so important because Amen. that is that is what recenters us. Amen. When when with all this stuff that that's going on, this is where I believe the power of prayer comes in. I think it's so why it's so important. Not just something that we get to. To where we, you know we pray when we wake up in the morning. We pray for each meal that we have. And we pray before we go to bed. But I mean, praying for strength, praying for guidance, praying for our hearts to be right, and to be guided in the right way. To look, to share, and to let our light shine. You know, these are the sorts of things that I think sometimes it's as we get wrapped up in daily affairs, we we just we forget. I know I've been guilty of it. Yeah, you, you get so wrapped up. You mentioned reacting and and being intentional. I think that it goes in hand in hand that you. You know, talking about prayer and scripture reading and and all this, I need to be ready when the time comes, not yes. not afterwards, and then it's too late. And we talked about, you know, we talked about addictions. You, you know, if for for a guy or for a lady, but I, you know, I know a lot of guys who have struggled with addiction to pornography. Well, if we follow what David is talking about with this spiritual maintenance, I, I need to be prepared before something pops up in front of me that could 
yeah. take my mind somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Because again, you start to veer off yeah. and all of a sudden you're doing things that you never thought, you know, looking at things or whatever that would lead to. So uh, it is so, I, I appreciate what you're saying. It's so crucial us right now to do every day, spend time. You know, I, I talk a lot about those eternal prayers versus the yeah. temporary. The temporary is okay, you know, health and yeah. Those stuffs, you know, we, we need to pray for them. The scripture spells that out too. But how much do we do of the eternal yeah. of guard me against this? Help me to realize my sin. Help me to yeah. draw closer to you and shine my light like David was talking about. That's the great point. Great those point. prayers for wisdom, they, they help to recenter us. Because those, those small daily actions <laughs> and those changes in mindset, those those are the ways I believe that we, we do maintain ourselves and keep Satan from working his way into our lives. Cause right. he doesn't just pop in and, you know, throw his arms out and say, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, right. it's very slow and, and it takes I wish time. You did. Oh, <laughs> when you mentioned, you know, uh, alcohol abuse and drug addiction, yeah. you know, you look at these things, um, abuse, adultery, divorce, so many of the things that happen in, a, in, uh, and lives, theft. You know, you, you look at these things. These are all results. Results. And it's there. There's the the cause behind it is that that maintenance it got it lost along the way. And the good thing is, through God's grace, is no matter how far gone we are. That's right. I mean, we talk about Paul a lot. I mean, here here was a murderer who consented to people dying, held their coats at stonings. He wasn't so far gone that he couldn't come around and be one of the you know, best crusaders for spreading God's word that, you know, that we look to. Amen. So we're never so far gone that we can't say, you know what, I'm making the decision now that I'm going to stop on the path that I'm going. Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn 180 degrees and I'm going to take that first step Amen. because we have to, we have to decide to take that first that's step. Right. And that's oftentimes that's the hardest step Yeah, is making that decision to stop because whatever direction we go, we're gaining momentum. If we're going the right direction, That's we're gaining right. momentum. If we're going the wrong direction, Amen. we're gaining momentum. Amen. I know we've asked this probably about every episode, but <laughs> this is, uh, you know, we, we've hit on this individual. Like, you know, for us, we've got to maintain spiritually. And it does ultimately come down to us. I mean, that is the person that we're kind of responsible for on maintaining spirituality. But... As a church, what, you know, are there things that you can think of that we could potentially do to help others maintain? You know, if, you know, if I'm like with Tracy, like, could I have a buddy system or something, you know, that I could help, you know, that we can maintain one another? I, absolutely. And I think that's where us, all of us being so close, the unity that we have is so important because... One of the things that the pandemic did to so many churches was it scattered Christians. They weren't in direct contact with one another. Amen. And that's when Satan strikes, Amen. when we're isolated. Yep. That's when he works his best. And for us to be together, you know, we're exhorted to come together. And I think that's one of the things is because the more that we're together, the more that we know each other. Mm -hmm. And when we know each other, we know what makes each other tick. And if we see something that's off, we go to each other. We say, you know, hey, we know something's off a little bit. But if we don't have that type of a relationship with one another, if we don't have that connectedness, then we'll never sense that those things are going on. So I think that's a big thing is us being, once again, going back to being aware and looking for things. If we see things that, you know, someone's personality is, say, normal, they're always giddy and happy, and then all of a sudden you notice they become very reserved, very drawn back, 
that I mean that's a red flag. Oh, so I think us being aware that's one thing I love about the community here is everyone is so yeah. close knit. There's there is an openness here to where that's if cool. someone were to say something people wouldn't get offended. <laughs> they wouldn't they right. they yeah. wouldn't throw up their defenses. There's there is a big difference between a a church to where someone says something and you immediately go on the defense if that person feels isolated. If someone if you approach someone and and about something that they're doing, and they go on the defense that they feel isolated from the group. Where if it is a openness of safety, and that person feels included, and you say something, then it becomes okay. They're looking out for me. They're not trying to find fault. They're trying because there's so many people out in the world that try to find fault. It's like there's a prize for it or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with this group though, there's an openness and a love that I've I've never seen. Uh, so I that agree. is to me is encouraging to where Amen. we we look out for one another. I think we do really good about being to get, we're intentional about being together, you know, like different activities, ladies, Bible class, kids sing, different groups that get together, devos, like that's being intentional to get to know each other. And amen. That's good. Yeah. Something too, to add to that is the openness. It's so important. I think for us, um, I think it's a, extremely important for leadership you guys being deacons and the, and the elders to have people that like our young folks and anybody but i i think of when i'm young you know you think there's some people that you think i would never in a million years go to this person and tell them what's going on in my life you know what i'm saying like they don't mess up and i'm a mess and it's not that we come in here and celebrate our mistakes or our focus and tell everybody what we did wrong but there should be this and i think it's here I, that's why i like it like you're saying there's an openness and and there's not putting on a mask of i've got yeah. it all together that just i think especially for young people too that just pulls them back you know it's like whoa this person's perfect over here we need to let each other know <laughs> You know, James, you talked about James, the book of James. I love it, too. Confess your sins to one another. You know, that's important. Be open about when you mess up. You know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. So when you when somebody puts on that show that they're perfect, they make no mistakes, that's usually the person who has the most to hide. Yeah. And yeah. when you find the best lessons I have ever learned were those from people who made mistakes. And the best lessons I've ever shared were mistakes that I've made. Here's where I messed up. Here's how I got there. And here's what I did to fix it. Amen. And I think with any young person, if they can hear the mistakes that we made when we were younger, how we got there, and then how we pulled ourselves out of it, that makes us you know, relatable so they don't think that we're perfectionists. Relatable. Yes, sir. So we have to be relatable to one another. And that's what I Amen. think is I love about this, this Amen. place. It is so we're relatable to one another. Yeah. And, and it's important, you know, for anybody to find a place like that so uh, you know if it's if it's not north point if it's you know you're off listening somewhere else like it's it's important to yeah. find a, a congregation where you can you know we've talked about that you can walk in and be you right. you know with with your baggage or it might be a lot it might be a little but all of us carry something all of us carry some type of you know uh, issue that we face, sin that we might struggle with, daily basis, uh, negativity, whatever it might be. 
um, you know, come in as you are so that, you know, that you can help or, or be helped. You know, um, I think Aaron uses it's uh, a hospital for the broken. I mean, that's, that's the way right. we can. Yep. We great physician is, is right. coming in and, and being open about those things so that we can. So, you know, as far as spiritual maintenance, we can look at someone and say, hey, they need help. And here, here's how we can do that. Amen. Yeah. And if someone is at a different congregation and you don't see that going on, be the one who's courageous enough to step out and be that one who's relatable. You there would be you amazed how many follow suit. Yeah. They just they need someone to set that example, have that bravery and that courage to set out and share something. Don't you know? Don't put on this facade and this mask and this <clears throat> fakeness that you don't ever make any mistakes. Right. And because I know there's some people, I mean, they would draw blood to keep their mistakes hidden. Yeah. But as Christians, that's how we learn from one another. Yeah. So if you're out there in a def- another congregation, you don't see that openness. Be right. the one who's courageous enough to step out first. Amen. Yeah, I think it's an extremely important part of leadership. I, Gary was on last week, and he's an elder at Cedar Springs, and uh, I've always appreciated that about Gary. Brian's another elder that there that I love very dearly. Same deal. I felt like I could talk to them anytime, and and that's what it's all about. And I, and I feel like the same here. You know, that's a blessing, and that is a huge blessing. And it is good to have those people that will look great. in your face and, and say, oh, it's time to change. <laughs> yeah. It's time yeah. to make these yeah. corrections and, or whatever. And that you yeah. feel okay with coming exactly. to a problem. Like, exactly. I know this guy's not going to beat me up. I know they're not going to, you know, yep. they're going to put their arms around me, and, and what can we do? Yeah. When you mentioned earlier David and Nathan, David could take that from Nathan because he had a relationship that's, with him, and he great. knew that he cared. That's right. He could tell him, you are the man. Yeah. Because he knew he cared about him. Right. Too many times we don't have the relationship, yet we're going so. up and saying, you're the man first. <laughs> right. Instead of having the relationship right. and then it looking out, out for the it's, person. Yeah, yeah that's when out. people go on the yeah. defensive. That's right. And you, you know what? You'll, I, I can remember as a teenager, you'll remember that for a long Absolutely time. Absolutely you will. You never forget how somebody made you feel. Yeah, uh, David, we appreciate it so much. This has been a, a wonderful lesson, and I knew it would be good. David... Is one of them guys in class that I know if if David has a point, I'm listening. <laughs> Not that I don't listen to everybody, but David especially. He's great, great insight. Always great insight. That a comes lot of from a lot of mistakes. A lot. <laughs> well, we appreciate you and and thank you for your time today. Uh, again, this has been a great a, a great for me. I know, and I know it'll be great yes, for our listeners. If you're out there and you're going through a fire. Our prayer for you is that you have the attitude of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who said, our God can deliver us from this fiery furnace, but even if he doesn't, we'll continue to serve him and him only. Thank you for listening to Faith Through the Fire.